Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be talking about the narcissist's inner critic or superego. I want to start off with some basic psychology. Uh, this is Freud psychodynamic theory. He talks a lot about the ego, the id, and the superego as, as the primary uh, fundament, fundamental uh, foundations of the individual's pers- personality. To start off with the difference between the id, the ego, and the superego, the id is the aspect of the personality, which is entirely unconscious, and this includes the instinctive and primitive behavior. So this is more of a survival, uh, knee-jerk, instantaneous uh, immediate gratification needs and desires that need to be fulfilled for survival. The ego, as according to Freud, the ego develops from the id and ensures that the impulses of the id uh, can be expressed in a manner acceptable in the real world, ultimately creating a sort of a socially acceptable way of getting one's needs met. And the final aspect, the superego, is the aspect of the personality that, that holds all of our internalized moral standards and ideals that we, re- that we acquire from both parents and society, our sense of right and wrong. When all three of these aspects of the personality are balanced, the individual has a way of governing the self and communicating with the outside world to get their needs met. With narcissistic abusers, and this oftentimes happens with victims of abuse at, in, entire, in, in its entirety, but more specifically with narcissistic abus- abusers, they are obviously victims of abuse themselves. They have a severely underdeveloped ego. They have, do not have the proper healthy attunement. They have never been told that they were maybe good, acceptable, good enough. And therefore, the superego, uh, which is working to balance uh, along with the id, become imbalanced. And ultimately, there's a, uh, a, in, a chaotic regulating system. The superego, which works to make up for this imbalance uh, by becoming extremely harsh, uh, becomes extremely abusive and tormenting towards the ego as a way of manipulating or telling the ego you need to step it up and ultimately balance this um, this this regulating system, this personality regulation. And because the ego is underdeveloped, uh, it is unable to become something and achieve something uh, ultimately to be good enough because it is not good enough in and of itself. It's underdeveloped. It'll work tirelessly to achieve or be or create or be seen by the outside world as uh, a good enough and ultimately prop itself up in order to balance this raging and tyrannical, oftentimes abusive superego. This would then restore the equilibrium. So with narcissistic abusers, this imbalance of an underdeveloped ego creates a superego, which becomes tyrannical. In order for this balance to make itself make up uh, and ultimately soothe itself and create that equilibrium necessary for in, uh, day-to-day life, the ego needs to find narcissistic supply, which means anything from the outside world that tell it it's good enough because internally it doesn't have that system to tell itself that it's okay, that it's acceptable, that it's good enough, that it's uh, ultimately uh, has within itself everything it needs to sustain. It does, not, it does not live up to that standard. So it uses outside sources, whether it's attention, accomplishments, uh, sex, money, love, ultimately everything from the outside to prop up this false ego, and it really does create a false self, a false ego. That's what we're referring to when we say the false self. It's this ego that is kind of trying to build itself up and ultimately be able to create that balance. The superego is tyrannical. So when the ego does not 
live up to the standard and create that equilibrium. For example, if a narcissistic supply decides that they no longer want to fill the ego of the narcissistic abuser, they, the superego gets raged onto the abuser itself. So they actually start to self-abuse. Then the narcissistic abuser will project this superego onto the outside world, ultimately bullying whoever dared not continue to be that narcissistic supply. So here's some of the psychological dynamics um, of how this works and why you see narcissistic abusers oftentimes blame other people for what they're doing themselves because really what they're doing is they're turning the inner judge, which is beating themselves up for not living up to a standard, onto the outside, hopefully in an attempt to soothe that inner, uh, inner judge, that inner chaos. The superego is a tyrannical bullying judge that is largely made up of messages and ideas absorbed from early childhood and primary caregivers. There are two parts of the superego. There's the ego ideal, which includes the rules and standards of, for the behavior that the ego aspires to be. And then there's the, the conscious includes the information about things that are viewed as bad by parents and society. These behaviors are often forbidden and lead to bad consequences, punishment, or feeling, feelings of guilt and remorse. And everyone has this aspect to themselves. And when healthy, ultimately, there's a healthy sense of wrongdoing and mistakes that lead to uh, self-reflection. In the case of the narcissistic abuser, the, there is no ability to self-reflect. There is immediate rage and ultimately bullying that goes on within towards themselves. Narciss the narcissistic abuser is a slave to their, uh, to their inner critic. Uh, they will be completely and entirely at the mercy of this inner critic of the of the bully and of this internal bully and we'll have really a twofold issue here that Sam Vaknin talks about and he, for any of those who don't know who Sam Vaknin is he's a self-proclaimed narcissist and he uh, has a wonderful book Malignant Self-Love he is a, a brilliant really understanding the psychological dynamics of the narcissistic abuser and he explains that this twofold issue here with the narcissist and their inner critic is that they absolutely are trying to live up to this tyrannical standard, um, which is really just their parents' standard that is living through the inner critic. Uh, but they also hate the inner critic. So at the, at the same time, they're trying to please it. They're also trying to combat it and, uh, and show the inner critic uh, that, that you're wrong. I am worthy. I am enough um, by doing things and ultimately accomplishing and uh, living up to that standard. It leaves the narcissists with a raging battle within, which they are hoping to bring other people in to, to soothe that chaos, which is why they oftentimes use projection. Projection is taking that battle and pushing it on somebody else and making someone else fight the battle for them, which allows them some relief. This is where you see narcissists blame and berate victims, like I mentioned briefly, uh, for doing the very same things that they themselves do because they really are trying to outsource this battle. They're trying to sue. They're trying to calm everything down within. They are absolutely in chaos all the time, and the fact that you don't necessarily see them in chaos is because they're in de denial or defended against the chaos, living out of the false self, and ultimately are doing whatever they could to just deny this internal chaos within and create soothing and calmness. The narcissists, say the narcissistic abusers using a narcissistic supply is in the form of people's adoration, admiration, affirmation, attention, uh, whether it's money, sex, love, anything that allows them to feel good and ultimately reg their, regulate the, the, the tyrant saying that they are not good enough. And this really regulates the narcissist's self-esteem and self-confidence. 
There is no end to this battle, battle within with the inner critic. There's a constant need to serve the critic while also running from it. This is where you see narcissistic abusers really just in just constant battle, constant searching for narcissistic by somebody to save them from themselves. Uh, when they're left alone without the chase, the critic is shaming, humiliating, creating a hellish, intolerable world. Um, narcissists are really victims. There's no question that these individuals have been victimized. Um, the issue with narcissistic abusers is that they've given up and ultimately become perpetrators themselves. They feel helpless and um, they really have no ability to regulate their emotions and quell their relentless self-talk. In addition, there's constant comparison to others. Uh, if they feel, con they will feel constantly slighted and devalued by others, leading to extreme envy and therefore uh, restores this imbalance by being better than others. And this is where you see uh, kind of like the ego ideal, which is where they uh, create some sort of idol, some sort of false persona and a false self to live up to, constantly comparing themselves to this perfect image, uh, but always falling short. Uh, this sort of, uh, this, this inner critic, this inner bully really does create a perfect image of how they should be based on everything they, they were told, um, based on all the brainwashing, all the manipulation and told, oh, you should be this or you should be that. It creates a false, perfect self. And ultimately the narcissistic abuser is striving tirelessly to live up to that false idea of who they should be. If they don't live up to that, they are left with shame. So they have two options either to just give in to their shame, uh, which is intolerable, and ultimately the other option of, is chasing, constantly running, and trying to fix themselves to be good enough and to be to live up to that perfect image. If others are deemed more valuable, there's humiliation uh, and disrespect for those people. There are no equals. Um, those who are above them are devalued and disrespected. Those below are humiliated and disrespected as well because ultimately they are do not see others as equal. There is no equal. Equal means not special. And because narcissistic abusers feel so terribly about themselves, they will want to feel special to make up for that feeling of absolute nothingness and worthlessness. This breeds shame uh, for not being superior and almighty if they are not feeling special. So I'd like to offer some ways to, to combat this very, uh, very difficult issue because it's not just narcissistic abusers. Victims have this issue just as much, uh, ultimately trying to deal with it uh, after a certain point in time, oftentimes victims become perpetrators themselves. So I want to offer some, some techniques on how to deal with this. And this is very difficult work. This takes a lot of reflection and ultimately building up one's sense of self. Uh, so firstly, find somebody who understands the dynamics of the personality and how to rebuild the sense of self, oftentimes uh, from the ground up. Uh, many therapists, coaches, psychologists, uh, while they offer wonderful services, may not fully understand how to develop a self after it's been wounded, broken, and oftentimes completely entirely annihilated. The first thing is to notice your inner critic when it acts up. So this is where if you get triggered and you find yourself berating yourself, listen to that voice. Don't identify with it. Understand that it is your parents or your abusers in your head. That's the damage. That's part of the damage done is they have left their imprint, their voice, their ideas into your mind. Do not identify it. Do not serve it. Notice it. See it as abuse, abusive and that no one needs uh, to be treated this way. And you do not have to accept this authority figure in your life. Secondly, have compassion for your inner child and see the inner critic as the abusive parent abusing you. Um, this is where you really protect yourself from your inner critic. And uh, Peter Walker in his book, uh, From Surviving to Thriving, fantastic book if you haven't read it already, talks about how the patient oftentimes needs to be saved from their very own mind, from their very own inner critic. 
they are quite literally slaves and are being abused by themselves. Oftentimes they're agreeing to the abuse because they don't realize that they can actually disconnect and uh, not identify with the inner critic. Do not uh, engage in battle with the inner critic because the inner critic is much like a narcissist. If you engage, if you fight, you will get pulled in and ultimately entangled and enmeshed. There is no winning with the inner critic. You need to identify what the cause of it is, what the, what the uh, voices are, who they come from, how, they got, how it got set up, most usually in childhood, from narcissistic abuse or other uh, abusers in your youth. Lastly, deal with the inner shame and the wounds that get triggered when the inner critic is activated. Because when it is activated, it's usually because there's a trigger. The trigger makes you feel less than, the shame gets activated, the ego gets diminished, the superego acts up. It's important to identify this happening and understand that the wounds of childhood left you with feelings that need to be resolved, need to be processed. Uh, it removes the reactive state. Uh, when you are too reactive, you cannot see the inner critic, you cannot get distance for, from it. Staying present, feeling the negative feeling, and not reacting to it is vital um, to really getting distance from the inner critic and, um, and healing from, uh, from this type of personality dysfunction. So I hope this gained clarity on the inner dynamics of the way a, a narcissistic abuser works. But really, victims of abuse have this issue almost entirely throughout the, throughout the board. Uh, and this is not to say that you are broken or that you are less than, but simply that you need help to heal. Um, this is... While narcissistic abusers abuse, if we can understand what's going on internally, you'll have a better idea of how to deal with it because it's not that they see you and want to abuse you, which they do, but it's that they are replaying their inner chaos with their outside world. This will also help you be, get distance from narcissistic abusers and not be pulled into their chaos and see it for what it is, which is inner brokenness of the personality and inner dysregulation and disequilibrium within. So thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to present this podcast with you uh, today. I can be reached at YITZ, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. I'm available for coaching and healing for those who are struggling to recover from narcissistic abuse or child abuse in any way. I use a very specific therapy method called mind map therapy. It's extraordinarily effective in helping people identify their wounds and heal. So please do reach out. I offer a free 15-minute consultation, and I'd be more than happy to offer that to you to help you identify uh, if the mind map therapy system is a good fit for you. So thank you so much for listening once again, and until next time, all the best.